like I subconsciously have consistently placed myself in situations where I don't feel like I belong. And I'm like, I don't belong. But I'm like, I wouldn't want to belong. And yet <laughs> I can sit here and also be sad about not belonging. Oh. But if I were to belong, I'd be like, well, <laughs> I would be very mad at myself for belonging. <laughs> Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Macy. Welcome to episode number 60. 60. Isn't that wild? 60. This seems like a big drum roll episode. Do you want to drum roll it? <laughs> I don't know. Get right into the drum roll. <laughs> or is it a something, another sound, of a cry? <laughs> like just sounds of sobs and then the announcement. Screams. <laughs> 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 okay, it is uh, maybe a deep sound. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enneagram fours. You knew it when you clicked on it. <sighs> we were here. <laughs> Lots of emotions already. See, I feel so, so many. Currently. In this podcast, if you're tracking us, we do an Enneagram episode every five episodes. It would be cool to have an exclusively all Enneagram podcast, but we have too many other things we're interested in talking about. But mm -hmm. we sort of stay focused this way. Also, I'm a five, Macy's a four. And so we do these first. So instead of going one, two, three, four, five, we started with five a year ago, a little over a year ago, and then we yeah. did four. We'll start at one next time. <laughs> but we're doing fives and fours. Because we're selfish. We're fives and fours. We're, <laughs> we're narcissistic. Um, yeah, so we're out here doing... Are fives and fours narcissistic? I don't think so. Sevens. I think fours are uh, not... Like, fours are probably self-indulgent. And yeah. self-centered, yeah. maybe. But not narcissistic. Fives might, fives maybe. Fives yeah. might be selfish. Mm, oh yeah, definitely <laughs> selfish. Yeah. Um, oh, a fours selfish. are self-absorbed. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That would be a better it's word. A little bit fours, probably. A little bit different. Hey y'all, Macy here with a quick interruption before the episode really even begins, with just a small little warning about this episode. So this episode is an Enneagram Four episode. I was high key emotional about this episode. And tried to bring all my honesty and A-game to it. Something that happened during the night was I was relatively nervous, so I used the word like a lot. Something you may have noticed that happened sometimes in previous episodes. Anyways, I just wanted to give a warning because I noticed it really quickly when I was listening back. and Didn't notice it in the moment. I hope that it's not too big of a deal and you can still enjoy the little Enneagram wisdom honesty nuggets that are in there. If it is super hard for you to concentrate because of that, I totally understand. The second half, towards like the last hour, 15 minutes, I think it gets quite better, but it's still there. So just a quick warning. I'm human. It's a human podcast. We're out here doing it. Hope you enjoy this episode. Catch you on the flip. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we're doing a four episode. We did one a year-ish ago. It was, I mean... It was almost literally a year ago. Yeah. Um, and I, it was the night before I left for Europe. Yeah, you left to go away for three weeks before yeah. I had a profound three weeks staying at your house. Yeah, yeah. I had like a profoundly, quintessentially and I guess you're going to have it again this weekend. Isn't time. that? Time repeats itself. Time repeats. Time moves <laughs> both ways. <Yeah. laughs> um, 
That's a Joanna Newsom reference, everybody. Which check out our Joanna Newsom episode because we did a whole episode on her. Yeah, and just go listen to Joanna Newsom. Yeah. Pause this podcast. Kind of a, maybe a four. Start maybe a four. divers. Like, yeah. Enjoy. So we're gonna give you a little, uh, a little outline of what we're gonna talk about, and then we're just gonna get right into it. Yeah. We're gonna land that plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll start first. Start. I don't know. We're gonna start with an me. update from Macy on what it's been like to do the Enneagram work, new revelations and thoughts about being a four. How I would define four today. How, 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 how you, listen, listen, everybody. This is what we're trying to do here. In the early days, we would get our episode going up and running here, and we would kind of reach, start reaching for our books, which are still very valid. We still look at our books. But books are still at the table. We're realizing that we're far enough on the journey where we can explain it ourselves and we're going to say it in our own words, and especially hearing Macy as a four talk about a four, we Let's don't see. need to go read the wisdom of the Enneagram. Let's Macy see. is competent enough to talk <laughs> about it. So uh, Macy's going to talk about what uh, it means to them to be a four. Yes, I shall. Yep. And then. So you'll hear that straight from a four. That's coming up right now, but in yep. a f- few down the line, just so you know. I will be talking also about my instinct because mm-hmm. I am a social instinct. I think we could maybe, maybe a, a briefly little bit of your stacking? a little bit of stacking. I think we could briefly talk about the instincts, just like name the few differences because they're quite different in fours. Okay, they're very fascinating how different in personality types they are. I am a social four, which is kind of like the fours four, like it's the fouriest of the four. <laughs> a true four. It's not truer, but, yeah. like, <laughs> not likely to mistype. Right. Um, and then, or maybe before this, I don't know when we'll talk about it, but wings. Yeah. We're going to talk I about wings. I think that'll be wings. after variance. Yeah. And I am a four who, at times, has really resonated with a five wing. Mm-hmm. And at times, and I think kind I resonate with. Well, no, I don't think recently. I think I've always, in a lot of ways, somewhat resonated with the three wing, but I think. Kind of turning away from it. I, avoiding I, I like, looking exactly. Away. Looking away from it is like in a four way. Oh, uh, yeah. Disliking my three oh, aspects because yeah. they feel inauthentic to the four. Yep, There's yep, a yep, very yep. weird relationship I have with my three behavior aspects. Yes. yes. Which we will get to that. So <laughs> for four wing threes and four wing fives, you're in luck because a bit of I both. am confused <laughs> and have thoughts about both. <laughs> Which is significant. Potentially balanced, whatever that means. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't quite know what it means, but I understand it. Yeah. If that so makes any sense. It does make sense. <laughs> okay. Like I understand I understand the the concept. I don't relate. I'm mm. not a balanced. Mm-hmm. You know? I can access six probably, but, I mean, there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of fear in fives and sixes. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, like, wish I – part of me does wish I could just be more, like, sure. Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe it would be easier if I just was leaning into one. But it feels like – I think I told Matthew earlier today, 64% five wing. 64%? And what a <laughs> precise percentage. <laughs> Not 63, not 65. 30, 30, uh, wow. 6% three wing. Like, that mm. feels about the mm. the, dis- the alignment of it. And I'd probably say 90-10. 90-10. 90% 90% 90% four wing, 10% six wing. So, that'll maybe be I'm out, Maybe that. I'm not out, out of touch with my six wing. Who knows? Th- that's the thing is, there's a lot of wing theory out there, and some say you develop your wing later. Like, one... 
later in life, but I, I don't nine, know. I have a nine one. No. <laughs> People ask those questions. Gosh. People will say that they're just getting the enneagram. I, uh, I'm a five, and I and I have a one wing and a and a eight wing. I'm and like, you're no, like, oh, no, no. Let no, me no. let me pull out my diagram. That's why I do think the enneagram is best taught with visuals. Like yeah. visuals seem to be necessary mm-hmm. to teaching the enneagram. It's a symbol. Okay. Okay. okay that's it. Everybody. So here we go. There's the outline. Are you interested? <laughs> Uh, not here for the four conversation. That's fine. Go listen to a different episode, but here comes fours. Yeah. You have a four in your life. You need to understand a little bit more. This will probably be very helpful. Yeah. So dear the people out there, I feel somewhat self-conscious for doing these kinds of things, but I'm trying to lean into the fact that this might be helpful for Mm -hmm. fours out there, people Mm -hmm. who know fours. So I will do my darndest to be honest and real about helpful for you. Yeah, and very, oh, probably well, very helpful processes. for me. I will try and be very um, honest. So we'll Authentic. see. Authentic. Authentic. <laughs> Real. <laughs> for all my, Delve into the all demons. my lovely fours out there. Yeah. Oh. Okay, we're not taking a break. We're going to get right into it. That's yep. it, everybody. Yep. So, 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 so. <laughs> Macy Mooney. Um, it's been a journey. You're a year older. Yeah. Not only do you know a little bit more about what it means to be a four, but you've actually tried and attempted to do some work <laughs> and probably have wildly succeeded in many ways and, and, and realize also some shortcomings along the way. For shortcomings. Some. But um, I guess we'll start with, for you, how, how would you describe being a four? Like, what does it mean to be a four? What is a four? Okay. Recently, I've had a few encounters where I've been, like, explaining the Enneagram, and I'll go through all the numbers, mm-hmm. and when I get to four, it does feel somewhat hard because I'm like, it's so much, mm-hmm. but what I always tend to land on... Emotions and thoughts. Emotions both. and thoughts. Is... I mean, that's what you feel when it comes up, right? You have oh, both those things. I have emotions and thoughts. <laughs> I have emotions and thoughts. Yeah. I think... What a four is motivated by or has a fear of. I guess I usually think of it as a fear or like a four always, or at least I think for me, feels like there is a sense that they like are not fully seen or understood and they never will be. And it's like to be a four is to, in a lot of ways, exist in a like constant state of longing. Mm. Like always thinking things could be something different or be better or things aren't quite like Yeah, how would you how would you differentiate that from a one? I think in a one way it's like a a seeing things as being better as in like a systematic way. Yeah. As like a four I think is in a much more like honestly self absorbed way of like a longing for self like they themselves are incomplete like mm. they mm. themselves are lacking something there's like never quite arriving right quite and it's like this perpetual feeling that like you never will like you're always going to be in this state and you like a, f- a four is living in a constant like feeling that like nothing ever will like be as I don't know like I don't know, like, it's like, it is this, like, inner sense of lack. 
hmm. in like deficiency, I think, in a lot of ways. I'm getting so sad about fours. Fours are also really cool. Already, right off the bat, really right out of the cool. gate. <laughs> I have this issue where I think when I'm explaining Enneagram, I do go to the dark side of the four because I do think that's like what the Enneagram reveals hmm. is the darkness. But fours have like a need to be unique. That is a driving focus of their attention. Like, I mean, we can talk about it as if it, it is what it is, good and bad. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be bad. I, I'm not hearing it as bad currently. Okay, good. You know? I just but when you go all in on the description, it's really helpful, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think. How, how does that play out for you personally, like in your own, in your own mind, in your own spirit, in your own heart? Do you, how does that feel? What 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 are the real time personal Macy thoughts that make you feel that you're not quite there? You're not quite measuring up. You haven't quite arrived. Um, like what's an example of how that plays out for you? Gosh, Clothes, relationships, identity. It's like every. It's like everything. Yeah. I think that's that's like the hard part of it. It's like. Um, I feel like I'm constantly constantly teeter-tottering between like believing I'm like inferior and like will always be like yeah I think inferior is the right word like I will never be like like everyone around me has like is doing it in some way Hmm. um but then there's also like I go from that to being like no, I have a lot of worth, and I like have confidence. a lot of, like, confidence. Like, I'm not completely always in that state. That's why that meme was so good this week. Yeah, like, I, there's no necessarily, like, consistency. <laughs> like, <laughs> I... And would you feel, would you feel that consistency is, is cheesy or inauthentic? Yes, in a lot of ways, and no, in a lot of ways. I mean, I long for consistencies mm. like in some sense I can get in like this begrudging state of like sometimes I wish things could just be like stable for a second because mm-hmm. it's like I can I am working towards stability I'm 24 years old people out there baby and I'm working to <laughs> gain some stability and I'm I am but I am like very aware that this is my work like this Mm -hmm. is my work for Mm -hmm. like my journey like it's not just going to naturally happen for me like I'm always going to follow you I mean that's that's why I say that Bob Dylan line I was older I felt older and wiser when I was 24 than I do now approaching 40 Mm. I mean yeah so think about being like a baby human you know I mean, there are probably elements where I feel more confident and more centered and more than when I was 24. And at the same time, you're just so aware of your, probably more aware than ever of your deficiencies Mm -hmm. and your inadequacies. Yeah. And and you try to make peace with those things, but I don't know. We're not talking about fours necessarily now, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this is necessarily, well, this is probably like a true to a four thing, like. I do think it also, like, the, like, lack and the longing and the inferiority also stems from this, like, authenticity piece mm-hmm. with a four. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a four doesn't let themselves off the hook mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and is like always measuring themselves up to like, am I being the most self I can be? Which that's big, a hard question burden. to put on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like I have to show up to everything. Isn't that funny though? Isn't it? I think that is what's so interesting about the Enneagram. I think people are shocked to hear that somebody's thinking about things that way. <laughs> you know, like yeah. most people aren't. For example, a two walks into a room. I don't think they're thinking necessarily. It's not like they're trying to be inauthentic. Right. But their primary. Well, I mean, talking to a two recently, you know, the the primary emotional rudder motivation behind the conversation was will will I be liked if I make this decision right and I'm like how will I be myself yeah, in this decision yeah and people people are like that's not even one of the things I consider <laughs> as I make a decision yeah and that's why I think it's so cool to know that we all have something to teach each other yeah yeah what what is a very very specific area in your life okay that 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 this shows up in. I mean, I know it shows up in all areas. Okay, like as a painter. Painter, yeah. yeah that's great. a very easy way to think about it. Like I always feel like who am I to be doing this mm. no matter what. And like it takes so much for me to trust if someone said that they liked a painting of mine and be like actually they did. Like I don't believe it. I'll just like discount it. Which I think is one of the reasons it's so cool that you do it you know and I think that's one of the fun things about the Enneagram is to understand that when you do it you're really being brave yeah more than a, a different type yeah I don't know I mean I also just do it mostly for myself mm -hmm. when I start a thing like I start a painting I'm doing it honestly because I just have to to process something and I just it just is what it is. Although sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm too emo or <laughs> too sad to paint, and mm -hmm, I'm like, I mm -hmm. can't paint right now. And that's that's also another sense of like longing. Like I do think, and like it even shows up in like my habits. Like mm. I purposely have a lot of things going on at once. I think because it's like everything's always unfinished, and like. Uh, and it seems that. In, yeah. Oh, keep going. Well, it seems that um, I don't know quite how to say this, but a four is perhaps subconsciously making daily decisions that could potentially bring about big emotions. Yeah. It, it, like for example, um, I was reading a book the other day, and the author it was talking about sort of feeling a sense of fulfillment in your work. Uh -huh. And he was using this as a metaphor, but he had gone out with a, a friend of his and they had eaten this really clean sushi meal and the person had never done that before and said, I feel so nice. Yeah. But this nice feeling is so foreign. Yeah. And he said he, this friend texted him later the next day and said, I had to go home and eat a whole bag of Doritos in my bed before bed because that felt Familiar. More familiar. I'm used to feeling kind of cruddy before oh, that. Oh, this is... Not nice and peaceful and clean. 
yeah. after this nice sushi meal. Yeah. You know, and so I, I almost feel like a four is doing that similarly with an emotional thing. Like, with suffering. It I mean, is what a four does with suffering. That's kind of the memes this week have been like. It is. I'm, I'm sad, and I'm going to play some sad music, <laughs> and I'm going to get out my old photo albums, and I'm going to go all in. It's not like, oh, I'm sad. Uh, let's let's talk about something happy. I mean, a lot of people have done that my whole life, and I, and I can relate to that four tendency of like, what do you mean? Let's talk about something happy. What That's do you not mean? What I'm let's feeling. talk about something happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not feeling that right now. Oh. But at the same time, it can be sort of self-sabotaging. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh. Why? Why are the fours doing? Why? <laughs> oh. There's something sort of so many beautiful sometimes, right? Sometimes I it mean, feels so beautiful. It seems like so right. Yeah, it's like I want to honor what is. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Like if I am feeling a certain way. I don't want to, like, I do think a pendulum is a nice thing to think about. Like, if I feel a certain emotion and it, like, moves my, like, pendulum over towards that, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I want to swing it more in that direction. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to lean into it mm-hmm. because, to me, I'm, like, I'm, like, that's living. Like, that's what it is. And, like, this is. I'm, that is me being authentic and showing up. But then part of me is like, maybe that's not authentic because I'm oh. indulging this thing. I don't know. Even as you're talking, let's just talk about people and the Enneagram and humans. <laughs> and the way it seems that many people make their decisions. Because this kind of goes back to our emotions conversation. Yeah. And this isn't necessarily the right way, but it's, again, kind of highlighting what fours maybe have to teach us. If we're saying... Starting from a place with emotions that says there is no bad and good emotion. Happy isn't better than sad. Right. We treat it like that. Yeah, but it's not better. It's right. not. So we do have, and I don't know if it's an American thing or a Western thing. I don't know where it comes from. But we do have, it does seem natural and right and appropriate to indulge happy feelings right like you're feeling happy let's get more happy and let's do something that will make us all happy let's do a big happy thing let's go to a a dance let's go to a game let's watch a movie and then i'm feeling happy let's do it again let's do more let's do two movies let's do a movie marathon you know let's 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 i mean my big thing is (laughs) years and years ago when i was trying to become a man (laughs) i was like trying to golf you know i was like (laughs) i guess men golf and i was trying to enjoy it but i just was like a, a, a day of golf is like a five-hour thing. And I just remember thinking, like, this is too indulgent. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Indulgent. If, if you really love golf, fine. But it, for me, it was not right. a thing. But, but it does seem like nobody's questioning that. I like golf, so I golf five hours. But I'm like. I'm, like, I'm enjoying being sad then. I'm listening to sad music. And people are, I think, shaken by that, mm-hmm. scared Why? by it. Why would you do that? Well, why would you do something that makes you happy all day? <laughs> it's I an emotion. Know, I know. And there's this weird, like, sick joy. Maybe six not even should six be in the word. Six not a good word, honestly. But it's a sad word. about it. Like, a stigma. I, yeah. I mean, there definitely are times when it's not the right decision. Like, Right. That's, what that's, sh- that's the work, I think. That is the work. Like, I had a therapist, my two therapists ago, who, like, told me I couldn't listen to sad music anymore. Like, she, like, <laughs> put me off sad music. Like, <laughs> it's like a diagnosis. <laughs> I want you to uh, do this exercise three times a day with this band on your the muscle. It's like yours is like, I'm taking you off sad music. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, like, 
did it kind of. <laughs> That's so funny. To but me. I wasn't like I was not like. I yeah. definitely was like, no, I'm not going to fully go off sad music. <laughs> like, no way. And like, I do think there are people out there who would be like, what do you mean go off sad music? <laughs> They're like, I didn't even, I don't even listen to sad music. I know. You guys know I know what it's like, like to I'm listen like, to sad music out there? Listening to sad music is yeah. the best. Like <laughs> now, I wouldn't, I would just say, and we're not, this isn't about me, but I'm just comparing and contrasting. I wish I could bring more of a, a one or a seven energy to this conversation to compare and contrast. I know. But uh, so, because I can get, I can get in your headspace. I I probably would say I don't have a love for sad music, but I definitely have a love for authentic music, in which sad falls under that category. Yeah, yeah. But I love it when somebody says like, "There's this artist that I've been recommending lately. Uh, I forget her name, Emily something." But no, I think her name is yeah. Florist, and okay. her oh, album's oh, name is Emily true something or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's there's just a song about like coming to terms with dying and it's kind of sung in this sing-songy way and like we're all gonna die and I can't stop it and yeah. it's gonna come for all of us and it's sad to me sometimes <laughs> but I have to embrace it and it's like I'm listening like yeah <laughs> yeah we're gonna die and I'm sure people are like I don't want to hear that don't play that for me I know which I can't imagine not wanting to hear that <laughs> I which is, like, I have to like get pull myself out of that okay so so say something about this what there is it's a sad song or a heavy song or a dark song but actually there's there is, I think, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a, a happiness in listening to the sad stuff. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's, like, so cathartic. Mm -hmm. It is so cathartic. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling something. I need something to help support my feelings. <laughs> and that's what the song plays in a lot of ways. Of course, and I want to name this and say this, the work for me is of, I can still listen to sad music, but I can't overindulge it like I had an instant recently on that plane where oh, I right. shouldn't have listened to the sad music I chose like oh. I chose too sad of music oh, and it was the man. wrong time and I like oh, it man. took me an album and a half in to be like I need to stop like I like it took me that long and I like kind of knew towards the end of the first album I was like this is putting me in a dark place and I let myself go and I need to catch myself earlier and I just want to say if we are going to just stop and talk about the Enneagram for a second, which is what we're talking about. <laughs> if, if we think about it, it's like our number is this giant muscle. It's, it's yeah. like if you picture a body with a really ridiculously oversized right arm that's so strong. Yeah. And it's like feels great probably walking around the world to use that big strong arm. <laughs> it's like what's familiar. It's, it's, it's easy. It's like why would you eat? Or do anything with your left hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be yeah. like, it almost, that's a great, I've never thought about that before. Integrating almost seems like you're using the, you're yeah. using the, your left hand instead of your right hand. Yeah. And and when you get in the plane, it's like right hand. I listen to sad music. I'm sad. I'm listening to sad music. This feels yeah. the most natural to me. Why would I do anything else? Doing something else feels so awkward. <laughs> so but you know, it's good for you. You know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like catching myself in that moment. I do think I was able to catch myself earlier potentially because of the Enneagram, mm. but I don't know. Um, oh, there's so much growth from this year, <laughs> but. Well, let's, well, let's talk about that. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, we were kind of trying to do a description of a four. Though, okay, there's probably one thing that I didn't necessarily say, but yeah. we should just name about the four. The four is like, get this, rap and it is true fours like are very emotional mm -hmm. like this is one of the key four characteristics 
I feel that way. I feel like most days I'm experiencing a lot of emotions up and down, and there's no such thing as, like, it's, chillness is not truly that often. Mm. Like, I don't know. There was a meme this week where it was Professor X, and he uh, was, like, had these, like, sonar things going around his brain, and and it says four is trying to see truth beyond their emotions. Yeah. He obviously is trying so hard. He's like, ah. It's so hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's so hard. But even, like, thinking about, like, I could just run through my day this morning and just see so many emotions. Mm -hmm. Like, heading into work, I, like, have a lot of anticipation. And then, like, I hit, like, a very goofy emotion, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, Mm -hmm. very pumped up Mm -hmm. when I'm, like, swimming at work. And then, like, had a, like... When I go on my break, I go into, like, a, a total inward emotion. I'm getting existential. But then I jump back into work, and I'm, like, this, like, emotion with these other kids. And then I come home, and I'm, like, feeling both nostalgic and also, like, crazy existential and in my head and all these emotions. <laughs> and I'm nervous. Like. It's, like, <laughs> I oh. go through so many different emotions. It's not like they're bad. There's just are a lot of them. Like, in happiness is one of them that can sometimes be overwhelming with how yep, pumped up I can get. Pumped. It's, Amazing. like, somewhat uncontrollable. It's, like, a little manic, mm-hmm. I think, in yeah, some yeah, ways. I've seen it. Um, and then in that same day, I can go, like, so dark and be, like, the world is ending and I am nothing. Gosh. Yeah, well, I mean, I think in Enneagram language, and maybe if you're... Sp- semi-new to the Enneagram, it's this idea of our attention is on something. Mm-hmm. All day, you know, if you have a, if a litany of things you could have your attention on, mm-hmm. and our types, our numbers have sort of grabbed our, our neck mm-hmm. and forced us to pay attention to one thing. Yeah, and yeah. S- and, and we're missing other things. We're missing other things. numbers are focusing on, I mean, as a five, you're just so hyper-focused on your energy. That honestly is all I'm ever thinking about. Yeah, yeah. And I have to force myself to think about other things, but I'm constantly monitoring it. I'm like, yeah. how's my energy? Where's my battery? Where, where <laughs> am I going to go next to get a recharge? You know, it's very strange. It's, yeah, it's like I thought everybody filter. thought that way. But uh, I, I would probably assume that everybody has these emotions as they're walking around their day. They're just not paying attention to them as much as maybe, a four. Maybe. A four is focused on their emotions. Yeah. So a person, I, I don't even need to call out a number, but yeah. any number probably walks into a room and feels a little uncomfortable. But their attention is what needs to get done today. Hmm. Emotion isn't something I'm thinking about right now. I, oh, there's a little emotion. I don't know what that is, but the main thing is what yeah. needs to get done. Here yeah. we go. So yeah. that doesn't get focused on. A four walks in and says what needs to get done well, and you have a three wing, so I know you are a very efficient person, but in this metaphor, what needs to get done, also, I'm feeling sad, so let's focus on that. <laughs> yeah, like, I couldn't walk into a space and necessarily hide my sadness. No, I, no, 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 <laughs> fours don't have, like, a good poker face. No poker face, like, no Everybody poker. knows what emotion you're going through, I'm or at least that you're experiencing emotions. Yeah, I am unfortunately a little obnoxious about my emotions sometimes, I think. I wouldn't say obnoxious. Okay, it sometimes feels that way. Sometimes I'm like, it is so, it's sometimes so embarrassing because it's like a half hour later, 45 minutes later, when I'm like out of an emotional thing, I'm like, what was I doing? Like, what was I doing? But I'm just in it. I'm in it. (laughs) 
I would say sometimes it's, I would say sometimes. Roast this for. <laughs> not a roast. I, I, I would say sometimes it's tedious. Tedious. You know, but it's not like um, annoyingly tedious, but it is sort of like, I mean, I guess especially if you're in a relationship with a four and we're all trying to make space for our uh, numbers. Yeah. You know, if, if all of a sudden I'm doing a crazy weird five thing and I somehow got lost on a topic and I'm going off and I'm yeah. rambling and nobody's like, shut up, Scott. You know, I hope somebody's like, yeah, he's having one of his moments right now. Right. Got to let him Just get let it him out do of the it. system. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, to a certain extent. I mean, I can be we can all be called out sometimes, but especially if you're doing it in moderation. But I do notice sometimes. And this probably happened a lot more in my younger days. I, I will get lost in sort of a rant of some kind. Yeah. And it's because you've spent so much time with a topic and you're so excited to share about it. <laughs> you finally get yeah. a chance and yeah. you just can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people that know you and you're having your emotions, yeah. like this is Macy. Just out here being emotional. Yeah. This, is what, this is what being friends with Macy involves. Yeah, yeah. I think... I mean, and this is the thing that, like, people would say the forest gift is, is, like, calling other people to their emotions. Mm -hmm. And, like, I do think, like, as I walk in, I work at a school. So when I walk into the classroom, I'm, like, I have to do an emotional, I, like, do an emotional check on myself. And then I'm quickly, quickly, like, going to the other teachers and trying to read their emotions. Ah. And then I'm trying to read the emotion of the entire room in the space. And I walk around the classroom and I'm trying to like read what the emotions that's are That's another at. gift though, right? I think is, I mean, that's why maybe it's, maybe that's why a four wouldn't be considered narcissistic because you're also very sensitive to other people's emotions. It's mm -hmm. not like your very emotions sensitive. trump all emotions. No. If, if you say you're sad and then I go, I'm also sad. You go, oh, oh. That honestly that, would you know? probably, to be honest, that's yeah. probably sometimes the best thing for me. Yeah. Maybe in like an unhealthy way. But, but like, you're not like, hey, let's focus on me right now. I'm, I'm sad. We're going to yeah. focus on that. You yeah. know, you're like, oh, uh, tell me about your emotion. Well, I'm sad. Oh, I'm angry. Ooh, okay. Whoa. It sounds like, you know. <laughs> then I'll start eating that too. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Some emotions. <laughs> Other well, side note, so, eat so emotions, <laughs> not yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you feel, so there's this phrase, everybody that's been studying the Enneagram probably is aware of this, but maybe if you're new, catching yourself in the act. Yeah, yeah. Um, that means sort of catching yourself indulging in your number or going yeah. all in. And I've had moments where I've caught myself doing a four thing. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm staying up thinking about an emotion. And I'm like, I can stop right now. I, it's been really nice. There's been a few successful moments. Sometimes yeah. I feel like I can't stop. Yeah. But I'll be like, I, I'm indulging this emotion. I'm, I'm going and playing it over and over in my head. Well, all that to say, have you, how has it been catching yourself in the act of a four? Um, good and hard. I mean, I think I catch myself in the act all the time. But... And it's not like every time I respond necessarily. Sometimes it's like, I don't even know if it's catching yourself in the act. Sometimes I'm like, I'm five minutes late. And sometimes it feels too overwhelming when I do for certain situations. You're five minutes late to catching yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, no. You're already doing Like, it. I'm already, like, emotionally going this place. Like, yeah. and I'm like, I see it. And 
I don't know when I last expressed this. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but it sometimes can be really frustrating. Like, I've been in a particularly emotional time, although I don't know if it is particular, who's to say. Hmm. Um, it's been about a, an emotional six weeks, I'd say. Yeah, I'd yeah. say that, too. I've, I've, I've sensed it. Um, and sometimes... It hasn't been light. What? It hasn't been light. has not been light. has yeah. not been light. And... I, it's like I know I have this habit, and I know that I don't have to be this way, but it mm. sometimes feels, like, very difficult to, un, like, how, like, I'm still, like, okay, I see that this is happening, and I'm in this, and there, like, I have some tools, and honestly, the Enneagram is really helpful in, like, giving me space to have grace for myself and, like, a language for it, but I'm not, I'm not, like, fully there on, like, how to move out of it. Five minutes late is a great phrase. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, I, like, will notice myself do something, and then I'm, like, oh, gosh. Like, I'll walk away from the situation and be, like, I think right there I was, like, like, I just can't see how. Because I was interjecting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I was interjecting. Or, honestly, the thing that, and this is where I think I feel somewhat proud of myself in terms of getting better at this, is, like, hide-and-seek behavior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you called me out on that. Or, or, or <laughs> I don't think I was calling call, you out. No, no, you just named it. You named yeah. It. Um, I have a really big tendency for this. Hmm. Like... Hide-and-seek. And it's in a what lot is of it? ways. I mean, I, I, I know what you mean, but maybe the listeners don't know what you mean. And it can, like... Literally, physically sometimes, but also metaphorically. Yeah, it can be both. So, like, if I'm in a situation and I'm feeling like – I'm about to be honest, everybody. I've been honest this, this whole time. This is what we're here for. But, like – We are here for the honesty. And I am – I get into this space of, like – it is linked to being unseen. It is fully linked to mm-hmm. feeling unseen. Mm-hmm. And I am starting to have the, like – all to like connect those things and like that is helpful Mm -hmm. as I like try and catch myself in this but it's like in order to be seen I wouldn't ever want to just declare that I want someone to see me I and like I don't I think that if I were to say something about myself that no matter what people are just not going to get it so instead of doing my best to be as like open and seen as possible I, like, will play games to be seen. So it's, like, I want you to have to find me and try and figure me out through these things. And then that might prove that I'm worth being seen. Yeah, the fours are all snapping to this. They know. They know. It plays out (laughs) in, like, the long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. And it plays out in, like, a situation. Like, Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling hurt about something or, I like, some random thing set me off, instead of just, like, being able to be, like, this thing triggered me and I'm feeling this way and just, like, let someone know, although I'm trying to do better at that, my old habit, and I often my habit still is, would be to and is to be, like, either emotionally pouty about something or, like, go into, like, the headspace of, like, I just, like, will lose, I'll get lost. Like, I'll become lost, if that makes sense. 
and like yeah, it makes sense because I've seen it. Wait until whoever I wanted to find me has found me, mm-hmm. and I know what tactics it may take sometimes. And I'll do it either Ooh. inadvertently or or <laughs> or like honestly, having the language makes it hard to do it because I'm like I'm doing it. Like if I start to physically like move myself and hide myself and don't tell someone where I'm going, I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm intentionally not telling. And I don't, I'm like, that's not, I need like that. I having the language has helped me to stop doing that exact thing. Mm -hmm. I can still do it in a lot of ways. And sometimes I just like, it is also my natural withdrawing stance to just be overwhelmed and like need to withdraw. But then I, need to someone to come find me like it is the, the, this the constant push and pull confer- uh, 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 not confirmation I um jeez <laughs> wow people passive aggressive really satellites um the, so, so a temporary it's like a band-aid almost like for the for the for the next yeah. hour, you'll feel like you are. It is a bandaid, and that is the reality of it. Or cared for, mm-hmm. or. And it's like I need these moments for people to show up to like prove something to myself. It's mm. like more about who I am, mm. um, and it does link to the push pull energy. Like, but there is also something sort of classically like, for lack of a better word, I'm not talking about like, like uh, relationships, but just in the purest sense, like very romantic. I know. There's something very fun about somebody coming out and finding you. I know. <laughs> there is. There is. I mean, it sometimes works out in the way that it's like, sometimes it like, okay, I roasted it just now and was really <laughs> honest about how it can be negative. It. But like in a lot of ways, and this is when I have grace for myself and sometimes can see how it is protecting me. Like sometimes I literally need to hide and like, I can't deal with the emotion that I'm having in a public space. Yeah. And I need someone to help me. Yeah. And I don't have the words for it. And I'm still working on that. But sometimes it's like, this is what needs to happen. And I can't, like. That's why I love the Enneagram. At the end of the day, it takes so much creative engagement. It's different mm-hmm. for every person and mm-hmm. relationship. And, for example, Marissa, my wife, has a nine. We know nines have a hard time. This is a meme. Just saying what they want for dinner. Right. That we're just getting down to the basics here, everybody. And so, on the one hand, Marissa knows that as a family, we're sort of challenging her to say what she wants for dinner. Right. That's not always necessary, though. Sometimes she needs some grace. Sometimes we need to say, she doesn't want to say what she wants for dinner. It's really hard for her. Right. The, right. Tonight's not the night to challenge her on this. You know, like we just need to let her not know what she wants for dinner. Right. And same thing with this is like, Maybe, maybe there are times, and only the n- people involved know, maybe there are times where you need to be called out for disappearing and be like, don't do that. Like, yeah. you know, or sometimes it's like, she's feeling really overwhelmed right now, and Macy can't handle, you know, not disappearing. <laughs> and, and Macy needs to be sought after right now. Macy needs somebody <laughs> to come find them, you know? Uh. Yeah, yeah. There, sometimes that is just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And and we're not going to judge or make a big stink about it. And that's, that's a way nice. to honor and love. And that's nice. <laughs> and I I do think that I am like improving. I think for me this one feels especially like integrating. Improving? Well, like it feels especially on my mind to like 
to care for the people around me, like to to work on this. Because mm-hmm. um, this feels manipulative, and I don't want to be that. Yeah. So I think it is something that I do want to, like I'm continuing to try and like work on. Well, we talked about this in terms of defense mechanisms, and I've like again, I've never, I've never seen it modeled. I, it's not in movies. It's not in stories. It's not in everyday part of my relationships. But it'd be interesting even for you and I to commit to practicing this of saying, uh, instead of disappearing and and playing a thirty minute game, let's just cut to the chase. You know? I know. I'm feeling insecure right now. Could you possibly say some encouraging words to me? Right, instead of like. It sounds so weird because it's so foreign to us. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, but I mean, I would definitely be all on board for that, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, you could say, well, hey, just so you know, I'm feeling like I want to go disappear right now and play games. <laughs> but let's skip that part and just get right to the nice encouragement or whatever it is, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. I do think for me, like, what I can be doing is, like, because I do think there's a natural need for space sometimes. Be, like, Yeah, that's hey, valid. That's valid. Like, I am not Five disappearing. That. I'm letting you know that I need to take or be in this space. And but I'm not going me. to hide. I know. I've gotten better very at nice. it. very nice. Yeah. Um, so. Wow. We're 40 minutes It's in. also, oh, yeah. Well, this is fine. We're it, here to talk about being a four. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, a lot of things. We have to pace ourselves, though. The hide-and-seek and the push-pull plays a big factor, too, in just, like, all of my, like, long-distancey relationships, which mm-hmm. I don't live near most of my people I grew up around. Mm-hmm. So, like, I go in, like, seasons of, like, withdrawing and being out there. Like, that's – if there's anything you're hearing, it's, like, fours are inconsistent. So yep. it's, like, sometimes I'm, like – gonna call you a lot and sometimes I need to really withdraw and I don't know what it is but I like need to be withdrawn from so many people and I can't I just can't expend the energy and then like sometimes it's like I need to and it's very and I'll just say this personally (sighs) to me sometimes there is a a interesting subtle similarity between sevens and fours in the sense that like I would say with you and my seven friends I'm not always entirely sure what I'm going to get and it's it's different yeah it's different like a seven is what what new thing are they going to bring me what new idea what new adventure but it's like I'm kind of on my toes it's not like oh yeah here comes this person this is what's going to be every time consistent yeah Yeah. but you and others I don't have a ton of four friends or at least ones that I've identified as fours but like there is again this can come at a cost so it's not like I want Macy to be sort of this you know, Netflix channel that is just here for my entertainment or enjoyment. But there is something of this, ah, I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I don't know what, where Macy's at, you know, could be happy. Could, I'm kind of interested, <laughs> you know, there's something kind of intriguing about it. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm mostly down for the ride, so to speak, you know, like. That's nice. I think yeah. some are more down than others. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which I think is something for me to continue to pay attention to, of like what people are looking for from me and like how I can, I mean, I want to work towards stability and consi- consistency. Mm-hmm. Again, that mm-hmm. is my work. That's your work. Like the Enneagram One is in teaching us and reminding us, yeah, like what, it's pointing out our fixation so we can, yeah, grow other parts of ourselves and do work in areas 
beyond what we've done. Mm -hmm. Like, I've done the work and what it means to be emotional. Like, you know? You got that down. (laughs) I I know what that is. (laughs) Um, But that's not to say, I mean, being a fort is awesome. Forts are really (laughs) cool. I agree. (laughs) Totally agree. Uh, Okay, so next we're going to talk about the social variant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a new that's a new thing for this podcast. A new little twisty twist. Yeah. So when we come back, uh, social force. said we're coming back with some content, but we're actually cutting in for a quick second to, to ask you to do us a favor. Yeah. If you like this episode or like No Small Thing, or even if you don't and you just have thoughts about No Small Thing, it would be a very kind gesture of you to go and rate and review us because that's how people know what this podcast is about and that's how people listen. Now, I'm going to try out a, a word. I'm going to try it out. Go and for I it. I don't know if I stand by it. But it's, it's kind of leaning into some one integration. Ooh. It would be right for you. It would be right. It would be right. I don't typically use words like that, but I'm trying to be a little bit different. If you listen to the podcast and you're enjoying it, I, I'm not even asking you to give money, although there's ways to do that, too, through <laughs> Patreon. But I'm not talking about that right now. The, we're just asking you to go on over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Yeah. Quick. Nice. It's a, it's a simple gesture. I... Being the lazy person I am, never wrote reviews until I had, we did this podcast. And now for people, whenever they say rate and review, I'm like, oh, I really should. Because it really does make a difference. Mm-hmm. And it not only does it fuel us, but it also legitimately helps people as listeners. I mm-hmm. go to podcasts and look at reviews to see things. It's, yep. it's legitimately helpful. And people want to know your thoughts. Yes. So and, and go we ahead were just talking it. off mic. About love languages and how we're both, Macy and I are both words of affirmation people. So reviews are also, if they're positive especially, (laughs) nice for us to read. When they're negative, (laughs) slightly existential, but it's good for us. (laughs) So there's our little pitch. We're getting back to the episode, but go go give us a rating and review on iTunes if you have the time. We'd really appreciate it. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Bye. Thank you. Now we are actually back. Scott has the wisdom in front of him. The wisdom. We're heading into a variance section. This is new for fours. This is new for our identity as a podcast. This year, essentially, this year, our Enneagram episodes are going to be doing wings and variance. Now, let's just explain this because we didn't explain in our intro. The ideal would be to have, essentially, a four-wing five and a four-wing three dialoguing together an episode like this. Now... Mm -hmm. 
are you surprised to know that we actually don't know in our personal life a and, a, and a self-identified 403? We don't. And we reached out to some people this week. We did. We tried. Enneagram for Idiots. Mm -hmm. We tried. Enneagram for Idiots. Tara is a four-wing three, and we want to talk to her hero. someday. Now, it might happen. It might eventually happen. This podcast, but honestly, I, I got kind of stalkery this week. I sent, <laughs> I sent several emails from several different email accounts and sent them a Twitter message every day. <laughs> Maybe too much. This it might have turned them off. Because props to them for just uh, setting some good boundaries. Yeah, they don't need to respond honestly. to everybody. But uh, I did. I did send them probably uh, at the end of the day, maybe fifteen. <laughs> oh messages. no, that's so yeah, many. I know, and no response. No oh response. God, but that's too many. Probably. I can't believe I would do that. I, I mean, just certain extent, I feel like they're only slightly bigger than us. <laughs> that is so. Funny. If somebody was reaching out to us with that, I would at least respond. <laughs> but <laughs> I you might do be you. Creeped out. You do you, you Um, you do you, Enneagram pretty. It's true. Um, I know, and. I don't know if I know, I mean, I know fours, mm -hmm. but probably not. I don't know. We'll get more fours on here eventually. Yep, yep. Um, we're still growing. I felt awkward that it's just me on here, but we're doing it. I right. don't. I don't. <laughs> I think this is great. So I'm only here to represent social fours, but we are going to discuss the other variants. Really quickly, variants is another layer to understanding your Enneagram number. It's like... You have your passion, your core passion, and that helps shape your whole way in which you see the world. But then on top of that, you have these layers of your instinct, which is kind of like the instinctual way you respond in the world. And that is either a social instinct, therefore, like, thinking the group keeps me safe, your self-pres instinct, which is, like, literally safety, monetary, physical things keep me safe. Comfort. Like, my, keeping my body healthy keeps me safe. And then a sexual instinct, which is, like, one-on-one -on -one relationships and connections with certain people will help keep me safe. And that gets mashed with your motivation. And yeah, I, like, plop. only care about one-on-one -on -one interactions. That's all I care about. <laughs> you know. And Macy's often said that they think variants are almost more important than the numbers sometimes. It's very important. I think it's really – I think especially when you're looking at, like, subtypes, it does create – and you will – you will see this in the fours. Mm -hmm. It is another huge motivation. Yeah. So it plays a big role. I've heard it said okay. that fours and sixes are the numbers in which variants seem to be the most um, varied. Yes, I can see that. Um, so that's just something that. to note. I today went and was reading through all of them, and it was shocking how much one of them was, like, 100% reading me for myself, and the other two were, like, 10%. That's the crazy thing, and it kind of came out in our last episode on fives. You can mm -hmm. be a five mm -hmm. and be vastly different based mm -hmm. on your variance and wings. Yeah. So this is, this is a significant thing. It is. No small thing. No small thing. So we're going to do just a quick survey for the sake of fours and others listening, uh, just... Uh, trying to get our heads around um, sexual fours and self-preservation fours, of which Macy is not, but Macy's potentially self-pres blind. Yeah, I'm for sure self-pres okay. blind. So we all have a blind spot. I am socially blind, <laughs> meaning I don't know how to read a room or people, but <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, okay, so here we're reading the Wisdom of the Enneagram here. This is a self-preservation four called the sensualist. And, and this is the counter type. Self-pres is the counter type. 
and it doesn't necessarily appear as a four. Yep. Okay, so in the average range, self-preservation fours tend to be the most practical and materialistic kinds of fours. They love the finer things of life and want to surround themselves with beautiful objects. They relate strongly to the sensuality of the material world and enjoy cultivating a nest filled with items that have both aesthetic appeal and emotional resonance. I already have thoughts. I don't think that this is the best description of this uh, four. Yeah, maybe the Beatrice one is better. Yeah, I don't think that, well, you can keep reading, and I think that there's a lot of truth to it, but I don't think this immediately gets at what the self-pres for is. Okay, the well, let's just go ahead and compare some books here, everybody. Is essentially let's just see the first few sentences of a self-pres long and Beatrice. quiet sufferer. It's like the four that doesn't let their suffering show, okay. and they just grin and bear it. So what, what we're actually doing here right now, everybody, is a quick side uh, thing about uh, books. So we got The Wisdom of the Enneagram, highly <laughs> recommended. And then we have The Complete Enneagram by Beatrice Chestnut, probably at the end of the day, uh, maybe a little bit more robust. In terms of following Naranjo's teachings and including subtypes into it, Beatrice has a lot to offer. I think the wisdom has its own yep. things that it offers yep. but, that but, Beatrice does But doesn't. those two, The Complete Enneagram by Beatrice Chestnut and The Wisdom of the Enneagram by Riso Hudson, those are the two big textbooks. Those yeah, are the big, the big say. ones. I would say. I would agree. Okay, so let's 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 just read. We're, Beatrice has I'm a lot more. I'm sorry, I the did variance. that, but I just think that this is a better description is, for the self press force out there. We're being um, guided by a four here, folks. So that's good. <laughs> you, that's appropriate and proper. You should be the one guiding. So here comes Beatrice with the self preservation. We're not going to read the whole thing because it's several pages. It's, yeah, too long. The self-preservation four is the countertype of the four subtypes, and so it may be difficult to identify this person as a four. Right off the bat, some helpful information that mm -hmm. the wisdom did not give us. Although this four experiences envy like the other fours, they communicate their envy and suffering to others less than the other two four subtypes do. Okay, so that's really helpful information. Instead of talking about their suffering, these fours are called a quote-unquote long-suffering in the sense of learning to endure pain without wincing. Yeah, definitely not Macy. <laughs> these fours are most stoic and strong in the face of their pain maybe we'll just stop there they don't seem like fours these are right, right. counter type so that's another thing all these types have a counter type well and just a quick note about this because they go on a lot more but self-pressed fours have a tendency to be feeling the same kinds of things that mm. a typical four is feeling so they can relate often with the feelings of the four, but they don't express them as outwardly. Mm. Like in contrast to a social four who's always like almost overly expressing you. those things, a self-pressed four is, is like that is underneath it all, but they like find probably a sense of pride in not showing that and knowing internally that they are suffering. Yes. And that probably, that, that furthers this belief of like their authenticness, I think, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. that, for a self-pressed four of like, I'm authentically feeling these things, but I'm like. Look at me. Like I'm being authentic. Yeah. Should I try reading sexual from the wisdom or from Beatrice? It's up to you. I do think Beatrice is better. All right. L l l let's just go right in with uh, Beatrice. Again, guys, we recommend the Beatrice Chestnut book. And uh, I'm only going to read maybe 
three paragraphs of several pages. So we're not going to get all into the sexual four here. This one, uh, she calls sexual force competition. Mm-hmm. In the sexual force subtype, the inner mode... Okay, so now, I don't. I, this is not um, based on knowledge of the Enneagram. This is my, uh, re- my own personal, off the top of my head reading, but uh, I relate to this in terms of, it seems like for you, this is where the three wing could come in. So in your stacking, you'd be social, sexual. Yes, 100%. And I can, I relate more to this one than I do to self-pres. Yep. Okay, so, and, you, and you're a little competitive sometimes. Yes, and it, there is a paragraph that I, like, marked that I think oh, I was like, oh, we should I read think that. This, one, this one I vibe with, okay, unfortunately. Okay, that's good, you did. A little and cringe. I do love at the very end of the description of the social, Macy just in, in all caps wrote, deep sigh. Deep sigh. <sighs> social for, okay. It's all you can do after reading <laughs> Let's it. read to the end of your little paragraph there. Okay. So this is a sexual four. In the sexual four subtype, the inner motivation is envy. And its manifestation is competition. These fours don't feel consciously envious so much as they feel competitive as a way of muting the pain associated with envy. If they can compete against another person they perceive as having more than they do and win, they feel better about themselves. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> Sexual fours believe it's good to be the best. <laughs> that is that is, <laughs> that, 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 that is an interesting thought. <laughs> Most people want to present a good image to others, but sexual fours don't care very much about image management or being liked. For them, it's better to be superior. Wow. They are highly competitive, <laughs> and their intense focus on competition takes the form of actively striving to show that they are the best. People with this subtype tend to have an all-or-nothing belief related to success. If success is not all theirs, they are left with nothing. This pattern leads to excesses related to their efforts to achieve success, and it also generates feelings of hate. And here comes Macy's big underlined I, paragraph. I don't remember how, yeah, I keep reading. Here it comes. Sexual fours are usually arrogant despite having an underlying sense of inferiority. I feel so that. So complicated. I feel that. That's complicated. Mm-hmm. And I, I, under, I know that you feel that. In the face of the pain of feeling misunderstood, an arrogant attitude is adopted as overcompensation, a means yeah. of being recognized. Yeah. These fours like to be part of a chosen group, and they can be very elitist. They may refuse to feel indebted to anyone, and they may have the sense that they have the exclusive right to feel offended by the lack of consideration of others. Any criticism or reproach is seen as an affront or disqualification. Wow. Yikes. Okay, so it's so a little we're relatable doing a here. Warm up to the social. We are doing a warm up because the social is so embarrassing. <laughs> so what 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 relate what do you relate to in that? I mean, I a hundred percent can relate to. And it's embarrassing to admit these things, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I know that I can we sometimes. We are putting ourselves on the line. <laughs> we're being vulnerable. We're being honest. We're we're being brave. Here on the air. I can find myself getting in modes of a seeking to feel superior and like getting in this like above it all headspace and it can sometimes even be through my suffering and that in itself or like people just don't get it like I'm doing it the way and like I can like pull myself into thinking that this is like a superior (laughs) way to do it and like will inadvertently make others very aware of that. 
very aware of that. And it's embarrassing. And it just, it's, it's kind of cringy. I feel gross about it. But I do think that what this names, and it's true, is like, whatever arrogance or superiority I may have, like, there's like a very dark shadow side of feeling like, actually I know nothing and I have nothing mm. to say about this and always they say it's an overcompensation yeah 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 um and it's not all the time but I can relate to that I can really relate to that and I mean I am competitive like I do in order sometimes to feel like there will be certain people that I will choose or decide that like doing good in their eyes is necessary or like proving myself or doing something mm. to show that I'm like capable and can do this and like honestly I do want to be the best like I do seek to be the best in a lot of ways and Ooh, especially at like that's where you and I just diverge I know I know mm. I can see myself at work like it's I don't want to be seen as that because that feels fake to me if I really were to admit that I want to be the best because I'm like You're what is the best it. what is the best but I'm like also yeah probably crafty is a good word mm -hmm. for it like I mm. I don't know it is like a three masking way I think I can like be my authentic authentic self but in a certain way mm. in a certain space mm. Woo, uh, sexual uh, I guess yeah. I guess if, if, we're, if we're just gonna like leading up to social if how, how does the one one-to-one -one element play out for you I mean I I don't I do really value one-on-one -on -one connection I mean mm -hmm. if that is part of it. I of that is part of it. I have. Um, it's complicated for me because it's not like that's always what is first on my mind, though. Like I love uh, getting a certain group together, and I like pals meeting pals and like a group <laughs> happening. I'm least interested. <laughs> I like that, um, <laughs> but I also at times am like oh, but I need this this one person right now. Mm -hmm. And I definitely can get in, like, the headspace of wanting that and seeking that. And I will probably do hide-and-seek games to make that happen, <laughs> honestly, if I need it. That was an unexpected sentence. <laughs> <laughs> hide-and-seek games to make it happen? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but there's certain situations. Oh, man, please, what are you talking about? I'm so interested. Like, You just piqued my interest. I'm in a social setting with lots of people, and I don't actually want to be talking to all these people. I just want to be having oh. a one-on-one -on -one connection with this one person so I can finagle my way to making that one person make their way to just be with me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Shoulder shrug. Shoulder shrug. I'm being honest. Yeah. It's just, it's not like it's always like, oh, I've got this sneaky skill, and I can do it, but it's. You're just kind of doing it. Just habit. kind of doing it, probably yeah. out of habit, naturally. At the same time, I'm also, like, I'm getting a need met. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I could be more direct, probably, but, like, would it be helpful for the room for me to be, like, hey, everybody, actually, I just wanted to talk and check in with this one person? Now, I'll say this again. This is not my episode, but as a side note, and we're talking about the sexual type here, which I am. And I've said this to my wife and, and several of the close people, like, Honestly, the most 
supercharged interaction I can ever have, and I can think back my whole life and think this way. And I would write a scene like this, and for me it would be the type of scene that I would be drawn to. Mm-hmm. Somebody walks up to me. Oh, it's so hard to describe because to me it seems so obvious, but I know other people don't understand. Bypasses all the social baggage, what's happening in the moment. doesn't matter. Zero in, zeroes in on me and says, let's go for a walk. You want that to happen. That's the, that's the best thing that is, that's the best case scenario for me. I would not want someone to do that for me. I know, I know, I know. I'm like immediately like, can you acknowledge other people? Like no, I no. would feel awkward that they didn't do no, that. No, yeah, I know. No, to me, I love it. To me, it's like the coolest form of friendship or romance or whatever of like, you're... I don't think I could ever do that, You're choosing me sorry. over the group. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> you know, and, and my wife is the same. You know, you're choosing me over the group, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, there's and something I don't think so I know. Cool. I can see and understand how part of, part of that could be, but I would want the person to be much sneakier about it. Mm-mm. Much sneakier. And I think I do that myself. I'll be sneaky about it. I, I, I wish there was a, a movie scene or a or a book or some sort of scene I could point to right now that is like a classic example of what I'm talking about. I know there are examples. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that is starting to name the social elements. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's something just so cool about (laughs) screw it. Screw the whole thing because all that matters is you and me. You know, that's, that's a cool feeling to me. Yeah. I know. I know. This is know. this is really revealing because I'm like I don't know if I think that's a cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is. To me it's the it's the it may be the most cool feeling. <laughs> like on uh, a more than a concert, more than a song, you know. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Yeah. We're all different out here. <laughs> Self Yeah, so I wonder if sexual force can relate to that. I bet I bet sexual types can. Yeah, I wonder if know? that's like a sexual type energy. Yeah. Especially if especially if the stacking is social blind. Yeah, especially. Why do we care about the group? Are you kidding me? Who is the group? It's and a I like thing. am I will the person is what makes I will sense. lose my shit if the group I will go into an emotional turmoil if I think the group has gone somewhere I didn't plan like didn't think it would go. I I, we can get to the, my reading this type, but I wonder how much this is social for. Like, I will, I try and cultivate emotions of a group. Yeah, not me at all. Like, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about no, the I'm emotional dynamic it. all the time and trying to see what's happening. And sometimes I can be in an Attention. observation mode about Attention. it. But, yeah, it is. And sometimes I'm, like, I can find my whole identity in that. And then, like, if things go a certain way, then I, I've, I've lost, I'm like, I've lost safety. This has all gone awry. Mm. And then I just turn inward and think I've ruined mm. everything. So. so different. So different. Yeah, I'm like, I'm constantly trying to pull away and differentiate myself from the group. Yeah. That would feel an ultimate betrayal to any, in any way associate myself with group think. You know? Yeah. And that's an interesting difference. But that, that now we're getting really into some subtle 5-4 things. Yeah. And I'm going to get to social four, but, I, I mean, this is an interesting conversation. <laughs> well, we're here for this <laughs> meandering conversation. The instincts, y'all, they play a big I'll factor. I'll say this is a side note for myself. I would say three of my 
closest relationships that I can think of in my life, uh, <laughs> in my life, Marissa, Macy, Bobby, my friend Bobby, he's he's like the chum, Bobby, my 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 good friend that I hardly ever talk to because he lives in Tennessee. <laughs> um, all social types. My friend Ross, who's actually been texting all day today with a giant group text. I, I have to believe he's a social nine. Yeah. Just like Marissa. Um, the catch-22 is this idea that, like, I do think a social type draws me out, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm drawn to a social type. But then I get into this complicated... Bind. Bind, yeah, that's a great word for it, where I'm like... But I want that social energy exclusively directed towards me, you know. But no a, a self-prez probably can't get to me. Hmm. A, a self-prez, I need somebody to be aggressively making a, a, a movement towards me. Yeah, yeah. And I actually might be kind of spooked by another sexual type. I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't know. I know. Sometimes I'm like, I, I can't, I can't offer you what you are like saying would be the coolest feeling ever. Yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm like, could I, I was like, could I do this so we could have this cool feeling one time? And I was like, I would feel so crazy doing that in a situation. I think would so relate. I've told <laughs> her this so, so many times. Crazy. She's like, I'm she's like, am I, at me. Like, like, what? <laughs> I'm like, it seems so easy. I'll do it. I, I'll do it in a heartbeat. I'll, I'll do it. It's the most natural thing. Like, but do you, like, but probably for Marissa too, that would be undesirable like that would. i would not want she'd be like what are do you doing that. yeah i'm asking you to go on a walk screw this group what <laughs> but but no 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 <laughs> yeah yeah exactly gosh Woo! Yeah, we're big getting into it. we're getting okay, into it everyone guys, this is about social force so let's 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 give ourselves we're <laughs> we're in an hour and a half right now but oh no fine. oh no that's fine we gotta answer listener questions too true and talk about wings? Let's just let's just do some social four work here. The social four appears emotionally sensitive. Yeah. Oversensitive. True? True. <laughs> Feels things deeply. Yes. The four is four here, folks. The four is four. And suffers more than most people. For this four, there is a desire to be witnessed and seen in their suffering. Yep. They hope that if their suffering is sufficiently recognized and understood, they might be forgiven for their failures and deficiencies and loved unconditionally. Oh, boy. Yes. Okay. Let me briefly explain this. I think this. Yes. Yes. Fours want this explained. This is where the social energy meets the fours. Fours four. Fours motivation. And this is about to sound twisted, but this is just honestly it. The social instinct is trying to seek safety from the group. So, like, if I have a place in the group, hmm. then I will be safe, and that's how I find myself and, like, make way in life. That's hmm. the social instinct. Then the four's role, my role is to be something that is so just strange and so just, like, needing probably needy is like a word or like something that's so just like you can't ignore me so you have to just keep me along and have to like I have to become a part of the group like Ooh. that is what it feels Ooh. like for me these like, are complicated thoughts that's the role that I play and that's I'm like that's one. how I wow. keep my that's my role in the social group hmm. like I see that I have some kind of role of playing like a 
I don't know, some kind of character. It's very complicated, and it's hard to, like, again, this is all hard to admit, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> I know. But it's like... Extent, to a certain extent, the Enneagram, is, especially as you embrace it, mm-hmm. is like you're kind of giving away your secrets. It is. Your, it it your honestly tactics. is. It's like I can't get away <laughs> with things. and like. Yeah. But it's like you can't leave me behind if I'm over here suffering. Like, you have to take care of me. Yeah. And that's how... I or find you can't, my identity. You can't get caught up in your trivial thing because I'm going to draw your attention to the fact that there's something actually more authentic and real happening over here in the core. <laughs> Jeez, it's true. It's true. Okay, you should keep reading. Oh, okay. okay. Um, Naranjo explains that social fours are people who lament too much and who often put themselves in the victim role. They can appear self-sabotaging when they broadcast their suffering and their victimhood in a way of, in de- uh, of engendering sympathy in others but they also undermine themselves by being too attached to the causes of their suffering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Should I keep going? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I do think it gets really rich towards the end. Yeah. In this, four, envy fuels a focus on shame and suffering by providing a constant source of pain, a feeling that others have what the four wants. Mm-hmm. However, they believe that their suffering is also what makes them unique and special. Yep. What a complicated series of To give of up the suffering would be to give up That's my sense of self. That's who yep. I am. And then Macy has underlined this with a bunch of markings. There is a kind of seduction of others through suffering. Giving up the secrets, giving up the tactics. (laughs) I don't mean to do this and be this, but I am. Well, I mean, honestly, it was what I was saying earlier is actually a true thing, you know? Yeah. There is something, I mean... If we thought of our personalities, which I think is appropriate as a book or a movie or something that draws our attention, we go, well, certain types, go to a book or a movie to experience that authentic thing. And if there's a person that's actually just going to do that for us, (laughs) that can be very appealing. Again, I think it's this idea of like, when does it come at a cost to the four? You know, or the person. I know, because sometimes I'm like, um, I play the role of needing to remind people of suffering. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, don't forget there's suffering yeah. out here. Hey, don't pretend that, like, you're not in pain about this. Like, I'm over here not pretending, so you all maybe can also try not like, to. Wow, every time I hang out with Macy, it's going to be, like, suffering and dark. And it's like, well, that's sometimes not good for Macy, actually. <laughs> you know? So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do think that this is another thing. Maybe this is just an, an overall four thing, but, like, I feel burdened by this need to be fully doing it and living it. Mm. And, like, so I think, like, I always have to show up, and that can be, like, in a really dark place. Like, I just feel like I have to, like, and I don't know if it is, like, for the sake of the group, but I'm, like, it feels like I would be lying if I wasn't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I relate to that. Yeah. Four's motivation for dwelling too much in suffering and sensitivity seems to be connected to an idea that suffering will be the shortest path to to heaven. heaven. Mm -hmm. Ew. Like the child that cries to attract the mother's care, they have the idea that the way to happiness is through their tears. While there is some truth to the idea that the path of transformation requires difficulty, this higher ideal gets put to use in justifying the expression of just of dissatisfaction 
as a way of attracting the help of others. Social fours rationalize their attachment to suffering instead of doing something about it. Yep. And they depend too much on their needs being fulfilled by others. They express the idea that if you convey the intensity of your need in painful enough terms, <laughs> someone will finally come to your aid and fulfill that need. <laughs> you want to say something about that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can tangibly say, like, a specific thing, but it is, like, an attitude of that. Yeah. Like, I can sense that attitude in myself of, like, I can be, o I know I can be overly dramatic sometimes. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I see that I'm being overly dramatic, but I think this is the only way for people to see that this is happening. And I don't know how to not let people see that this is happening, so I have to do this, and I'm doing it. And now I'm, like, five minutes later, like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's really interesting. There is something, like, sort of punk rock and artistic about it all in terms of, like, the way you're living is an art piece of sorts. It's like oh, I'm I drawing your attention. I feel yeah. that. Like, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I am out here doing it and witnessing it. Like, yeah, witness, yeah. like I'm a witness to you're pain witness. or a witness to whatever life is. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm letting life hit me as hard as it can, and I'm going to let you all know about it because it's happening. We're all out here doing it, and people are not feeling it. There's something that seems very valid about that to me. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, who told me I have to do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Where did you get that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so whereas envy motivates self-preservation force to work to get what they want, it motivates social force to focus on their emotional dissatisfaction and internal lack. Mm -hmm. For the social four, there is a sense of comfort and familiarity in suffering. The sweet sadness of poetry, the rich meaning and painful beauty in melancholic music, and an unconscious hope that their suffering will somehow redeem them. That it, it is an unconscious hope thought. that suffering will redeem me. I yeah. feel that. I feel yeah. that. Wow, what a trippy I thought. don't know why. Oh, okay. <laughs> the eternal issue of the social okay. war, however, is not just <laughs> suffering, it's inferiority. Mm -hmm. For this mm -hmm. subtype, there is a need for self-abasement and mm -hmm. self-recrimination. Mm-hmm for turning against oneself, for self-weakening. Mm -hmm. The social force envy is expressed through a passion for comparing oneself with others and winding up in the, oh, yeah, winding up in the lowest position. I have Ooh. a habit of just, I can look at others and see their qualities and gifts, and it is only speaking to what I don't have. Yeesh. And I'll just sit there and do that. And I... But, then, but then how does it compare to the sexual or the three-wing? Because honestly, side note, I don't think we're going to get into the wings conversation tonight. I know. Because we should answer some listener questions. I know, I know. So we'll do wings another time. Mm -hmm. but, but we're kind of getting into the wings. We this are kind of getting into wings. the wings. But like, also, yeah. how, how, do you, how do you go back and forth between this inferiority and then at times feeling superior? Um, Fours? I think, I think when I'm like, being really honest with myself, this is the, the inferiority feeling is probably my more, um, like, honest state of self. Like, that's what I feel at the end of the day mm. kind of vibe, like, processing Getting things. in your bed, brush teeth, inferior. <laughs> this sounds so sad, and it doesn't feel that sad, although there's probably it's some gonna sadness It's going to sound sad, but it's not. As sad as it it's sounds. It's not as sad as it sounds, okay. yeah. And it's not like all the time. I'm not like all the time going to bed and thinking I'm so inferior. And except there is a part of me that like always thinks that I'm lacking something. Mm. 
and that, like, I can read through a situation. Like, I did this today where I read through a situation and saw myself, like, with a really positive light and, like, was able to see, like, oh, this was, like, it was, like, a situation of me at work interacting with kids. And in my best moment, I can see how I'm doing my best. Mm. But then I, like, went through it again a second time and was, like, thought of everything I could have done differently and, like, all the ways in which, like, I don't have the skills yet to handle a situation in the way I would like to Mm. or, like, what I'm missing and what thing I could have done differently. Mm. Like, that's often going on in the background. Some shame, heart type. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 We all have shame. But But I also go on binges of feeling like really like I'm resilient and I'm a cool ass person and I have thoughts and things to contribute. And that's me in my best moments. Like it's fun to be around you and you're feeling that way. Yeah. And it is almost like it's can feel somewhat magical even for myself because I'm like, Oh, I haven't been seeing myself for this whole time. And Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm seeing myself. Wow. Like I am really cool and powerful. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I do have things but that's that is a state. Yeah. It's not like my constant. Yep. Yep. Um, and of course I'm would love to be able to see myself more in that way. And I'm working on it. I'm building resilience. I'm trying to get more in touch with myself and and trust more in my internal goodness, my little aura. Trust it. Trust yeah. it. Yeah. I trust it in others more than myself. I think that's a four thing too. I think ah. four is the messages that they're telling everyone. They're telling people you're messages valid, like you're, you're unique, all these things. You were like anyone can be an artist. Like I'll say that to so many people. All these things I'm saying, it's like I need to say it to so many people that's in order me. for me to hear it myself. Mm-hmm. Like and it's it's so hard for me to hear it myself, mm-hmm. but I can say it so much about other people and see other people's complete lack of lack. I think the fours understand exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) The central issue for the social four, however, is not just suffering, it's inferiority. For this subtype, there is a need for self-abasement and self-recrimination. We read this. The social four is envy is expressed through a passion for comparing oneself with others and winding up in the lowest position. To others, the extremity of their mindset and insistence that there's something wrong with me... (laughs) can be surprising. They have a poor self-image that they themselves perpetuate. They also engage, oh my gosh, now we've just turned to a page where there's lots of Macy markings here. It gets so real. It gets so real, but yeah. Okay. Uh, Yep. Uh, They regularly underestimate themselves and always feel less than in comparison to others. As Naranjo indicates, the social form may evoke a response in others that makes them want to ask, What's wrong with you that you think there's something wrong with you? <laughs> a person with this subtype may be competent, attractive, and intelligent, and yet still f- tend to focus on and identify strongly with suffering and sense of deficiency. <laughs> relatable? Very relatable. <laughs> it's sadly you some, relatable. Uh, you put some exclamation marks next to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, here comes another paragraph with some markings. Social force tend to feel a sense of shame about their wants and needs and their experience yeah. of desires associated with more guilt than with other yeah. people's. The social four feels guilty for any wish. This is so real. Yikes. This is so real. Shame puts their internal focus on intense and dark emotions such as envy, jealousy, hatred, and competition. <laughs> they are too shy to express desires 
except mm-hmm. through a display of suffering. <laughs> they don't feel entitled to have their needs met, but at the same time may believe that the world is against them or that no one gives me what I want or what I need. Three exclamation points for Macy. That is too <laughs> real. That is too real. I, if I, like, wanting things feels so bad. I'm like, that is bad, and I feel like a bad person, wow. and I feel like I'm... We are getting into it now. I... <laughs> Up until now, we haven't. I, like, feel guilty for doing things for myself Woo. or like getting things for myself because I'm like, nope, that's, that's, I have a whole a moral complex and yet I still do it. And then I have a moral complex about that. And I think it's so right. Like I go, I have like work force just can't be freaking direct. It's like everything is so up and down yeah. and inconsistent. It's wow. like, yeah, no, I can relate to that so hard. I have such a guilt complex about, most things I own about, like, asking for help and all of that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Social fours don't compete with others like sexual fours do as much as they compare themselves to others and find themselves lacking, almost as if by showing themselves to be lacking, they can call forth what they need from others. Underneath, however, they experience a fierce competitiveness that may be largely unconscious, a competitiveness for recognition being unique and special, and wanting to be in first place. This is more hidden and subtle in the social four, however, than it is for the sexual four. Social fours explore the pain of the past repeatedly as a way of attracting (laughs) someone who will take care of them and satisfy their wants. They criminalize their wants as a way, as many of us do, but they suffer more keenly for turning against themselves. Criminalize their wants. Criminalize, that is. I don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it is like a scandal to want things for me. Woo. It, it just myself internally. Yeah, man, that's tough. But it's how I feel around it. Like I'm some kind of doing something wrong by wanting these things. Yeah, when we really get in any <laughs> I just have this funny image of like slapping the ego. <laughs> like stop that. Like don't do that. You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, the ego is up to so many things, yeah. so many tricks on us. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's Is there more to read? There's a little bit more to read and some more markings. I mean, everything is hitting so close to home. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so hard. Fours with this subtype tend to think that they're, mo- oh, uh, let's start that again. Fours with this subtype tend to think with their emotions. Yep. That's yep. the sentence <laughs> described Macy. They get entangled in emotional thoughts, caught up in and identified with intense emotions to the extent that they can't take action (laughs) even when it would be good for them to do so. They tend to be generous and do for others, but they do not take responsibility for their own lives and may dramatize problems to distract themselves from doing something to find a solution. We're getting towards the end. Should I keep reading? I mean, I guess. Let's just finish it. (laughs) In public, social fours fours repress frowned upon emotions like anger or hatred and may appear sweet, friendly, and soft. True about Macy. But in private, they may express the emotions they store up in social situations and become aggressive. That's that's what I feel like you do on the porch in the evenings. Mm -hmm. Or get mad. (laughs) You're like, last night on the porch. And I'm like, I didn't hear that. (laughs) You're all sweet when I was talking to you. I'll I'll get mad around you. Yeah. Maybe more so here, though. 
Yeah. 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 Generally, they prefer. I would not get mad like at work. Like I would never. I cannot imagine myself getting mad around at work Mm -hmm. or in like a certain situation. And to a certain extent, honestly, outside of my home. Honestly, outside of my home. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Generally, they prefer to swallow their own poison rather than externalize (laughs) it to the people around them, and they typically have difficulty finding their place in a group and in society. These fours may experience themselves as misfits. Yes. And Always. yet, they also tend to generate social situations of rejection to confirm their shame. <laughs> that is so complicated and weird. Oh, my gosh, people. It's just, it's just how it be. Let's just read that one more time. <laughs> These fours may experience themselves as misfits, and yet they also tend to generate social situations of rejection to confirm their shame. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's they bad. see themselves as victims and may view others as perpetrators. Perpetrators, perpetrators, sorry, I can't read. Uh, and they can't don't read. always take responsibility for their own actions or aggressiveness. Final paragraph, everybody, home stretch. Social fours are less likely to be mistaken for other Enneagram types than the other two four subtypes, but they can look like sixes in their focus on what's missing or wrong in their lives. However, unlike sixes, they have a desire to be special, and they spend less time in fear and more time feeling emotions related to sadness, pain, and shame. And from Macy, written in the margins and caps, deep sigh, deep sigh. sigh. <laughs> okay. Final thoughts on being social? Um, Anything resonate? Perpetuating? Yeah, resonate. Everything resonates. Getting yourself into social context um, where it's going to be confirmed? I mean, okay. Your I, deficiencies are going to be confirmed. Your shame is going to be confirmed. Generate social situations of rejection. Yes, I think I subconsciously have consistently placed myself in situations where I don't feel like I belong. And I'm like, I don't belong. But I'm like, I wouldn't want to belong. And yet, (laughs) I can sit here and also be sad about not belonging. But if I were to belong, I'd be like, well, (laughs) I would be very mad at myself for belonging. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so complicated and weird. Um. Wow, that's why I love the Enneagram. That is so crazy. Not crazy like you're a crazy person, no. but so, so complicated. It is really complicated. I love that I don't belong most often. Yeah. I mean, part of me, I like really get off on it. I'm like, <laughs> this is so fun. And I'm like, don't, you don't need to belong. Like, yeah. what that's even good. is belong? Like, that's okay, good. like, belonging can be a sweet word, but like, what even is belonging? And yeah. like, you I should think. go all in on that. You're doing good. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Because it's not all sadness and shame. Like, there, that, that's a sweet spot for you. That's a confident thing. Yeah, like, I I do think for me, I've always had, and this, I don't know if this is my social sexual stacking that has allowed this to happen. I've always had, like, friend groups, and I've always been, like, a little bit of the weird one in the group, but I'm, like, but that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I have. Again, that's what I have to offer mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, we can all come and be whatever the frick we want to be and be whoever we want to be. And, like, I'm out here trying to do that in hopes that other people will start to see that they can just be themselves, too, and that that will lead to belonging like they don't need to do anything to belong they can just be their weird self 
I love that's it. cool to quiet that's a true good four message <laughs> you know that's good um but yeah I'll definitely go like boohoo I'm so different and then I'd be like but I also, but I also like, like for sure want to be like yeah. I wouldn't not want to be but it's it again is like this badge of honor that I for some reason have think I have to take on strange wow it's strange. we could just keep going so long with this I stuff because I already I have know. so many this questions this is so I mean embarrassing is probably not the right word but like no, I, I do think it. I, I, the image I have is giving up your secrets. Yeah. Giving up your tricks. Giving up your tricks. Just exposure and being yeah. and flayed out here, everybody. Yeah, and I and I do th- I do. We'll go back to the thing I said earlier of like, I do think the caring people in your life won't. Um, uh, like, what, what's the word I want to use? Take advantage Judge of that me. knowledge. <laughs> You know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's the like, everything that I've exposed is like all this behavior that has been subconscious up until the past like two years. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's still a lot of subconscious behavior happening, and I'm still not living an incredibly conscious life. I'm yeah, yeah. just starting to try. Yeah, I'm like being tapped awake mm-hmm. slightly. Mm-hmm. So Great it's like image. I hope that like maybe people can call me out but at the same time like I'm also having grace for myself like we're out here doing it without judgment but with also without excuse beautiful beautiful yeah all right all right we're coming to a wind down session you guys we are coming, to a wind coming down. up Macy's gonna answer some questions a few questions that people yeah. asked yep coming okay. up back we're gonna wrap it up here with some listener questions so we posted a uh, question opportunity on our stories today and we got a few questions and our friend crystal i still don't know how to pronounce her instagram handle but her name's crystal so we just stick with that ask a good question so this is for macy here we go how do you feel when others aren't sharing your current emotion or are less emotional that's a great question. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when people aren't sharing your current emotion? Um, I'm sad. Well, I'm not sad. Well, I first of all would generally say I don't think I experience it very often where people are sharing my emotion. Okay. So in general. How does that make you feel? This you is wish happening they did? to me. That's a great question though, right? Because maybe is. sometimes you want somebody to be in solidarity. And sometimes they don't. Yeah. So This is my emotion. So yes, yes, Step that off. <laughs> that is a factor. Um, for me, there are most of the time. Yeah, I think I might prefer to be the one feeling the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need someone to come and feel the emotion with me. Although I think I would be okay with that in general. 
I, when I'm feeling emotional, need someone to not say that I'm being oversensitive or I need someone to just like trust that I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Yeah. And that my, my personal stance on the Enneagram is that is a good thing. That's a moral thing. Um, once, you, once you identify those things that we need from our close friendships, that's an appropriate thing to ask for. Yeah. I think I've found in the past couple years with certain friendships that it is profoundly helpful when people, when I'm feeling something or explaining something and I'm already internally going, I'm being too crazy. I'm feeling wild that I'm sharing this. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to think I'm being crazy mm -hmm. for someone to just say like, oh, that like feels this way or it sounds like this or just like, uh, like with their words is able to validate that I'm feeling something that is like, all I could ever ask for. That's really sweet. So I don't know if that's answering this question. I don't know if I necessarily feel... I will feel what another person's feeling and get in that with them. And I don't, I don't think that's necessarily honoring to that person all the time. Like in terms of interjection. It's tricky. It is tricky because sometimes I know that that can also be like a superpower of mine. Mm -hmm. And that like if someone's feeling really down, I'm super down to like... I'll shift my mood and just meet you where you're at and sit with you. And I would appreciate, I appreciate that when other people can do that, as long as it's not over the top and, like, taking away that right. feeling of another person. Yep. So I think it's very complicated. I don't think it's... I think you answered the question, how yeah. do you feel when others aren't sharing your current emotion or, or are less emotional? That's, yeah. That's the... If someone is completely, like, dry and I'm going through something, that is hard. Yeah. Especially if it's someone that matters to me. That is, like, really hurtful mm -hmm. to me. If something's happening and I'm, like, feeling really anxious or feeling really depressed about something. You have no reason to feel that way. It's fine. Yeah. D things will get better. Don't worry about it. That, like, really triggers me because it makes me feel like there is something wrong with me that I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, and people or can't there, see it. Or there's something, I, I don't know if you relate to this, but there's something all of a sudden alarmingly in, in, insufficient in the other person. It's like, do you not experience emotions? What are you talking about? I'm Now I'm concerned for you who doesn't experience emotions. Yeah, I don't think I get in that headspace. Okay. Okay. I'm self-absorbed in that <laughs> I'm like... This is what I'm feeling. I'll, like, take it in as, like, a confirmation that I am being dramatic. Mm. Um, yep, yep. So that's what happens. Maybe, maybe I'll just say as a bit of advice and see what you think about this advice. This is advice for fours coming from a non-four, but I, I would guess maybe it's an affirmation. I'm saying I think it's appropriate to seek out relationships where people are willing to sit with you in your emotions. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've had to do that. Yeah. I have I have people in my life that part of what makes them so trustworthy to me and so important and, like, grounding to me is that I know that I could throw any emotion and be so honest with where I'm at. And that sometimes is all I need to do is just be, like, let it be known and, like, not hide or pretend how I'm feeling and for them to just accept that and not be like too wavered by it and not tell me that I need to move on 
is like all I could ask for. It's all I could ask for. <laughs> it's valid. It's valid for the fours out there and, and for people in general. Yeah. So um, thanks, Crystal. We got we got a question from Daniel. Should I read it? Sure. Um, I mean, I guess I'm the one doing a lot of the chatting tonight. Hmm. Um, okay. This is from Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. I often hear people learning about fours' deep capability to suffer say that fourness is depressing. Oh, yeah, that's respect, a good question. In this respect, what gift does a four's emotional depth or even depression offer to their friends? This question may be missing the reality of a four's true immersion in the shadows of the human experience, but I can't help but feel that even this darkness isn't beyond redemption in beauty, is it? Wow. A true Daniel question. I know, I know. Okay, so what gift does a four's emotional death, even depression, offer their friends? Wow. I think a lot of things. Um, I think it can offer a release for other people to see that it's okay to be down or it's okay to feel the things. Um, we kind of already talked about this a little bit. Um, I also like on a practical level, I know that this, I don't know if this is perpetuating some kind of bad image of artists and depression or whatnot, but like I am a better self. I know I'm a better self as I come out of depression benders. Hmm. Like I feel that and sense that and I like I have more to create and offer the world after going through that like dark season. Like for me to be like buried in my depression sometimes does allow me to do some shedding of things and like take myself to the limits of myself. Hmm. And I'm able to grow out of that, which I don't want to at all like be like, oh, depression's a great, wonderful thing. And like it's, it's complicated. It's not like, oh, yeah, it's, like, all good. But I th I would definitely think that there's a lot of beauty that those seasons can offer. Like, hmm. there's a lot of um, growth and depth that I think long-term offers things to other people. Um, That's a tough one. Depression seems to be a technical term. Sometimes. I know. Depression is a really fascinating thing because it's, like, Fours are known as being, like, the masochistic depressive behavior type, if you were to really look mm -hmm. up, like, on it, on, like, a DSM level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then it's all, like, any number can have depression. Yeah. And so it's, like, very fascinating. And I would, like, in terms of, like, my own mental health, like, identity, whatever that is, would say, like, I mental lean more, idea. like, when I am seeking and needing therapy and help, it is because of anxiety. Right. Like, that is, to me, like... Uh, a mental health illness that I struggle with more than depression, hmm. but I can relate to depression and like probably a four way, but I don't know if I maybe am clinically depressed. I get depressed from my anxiety. There's, there's like this really um, sort of bankrupt, faulty theological way of thinking of like um, God gave you this darkness or this bad experience so that you'll have this good thing i know you know and so it seems like it's some, uh, in the same vein of like i i i don't know like 
for some reason, depression is a triggering word for me. Like, I would want to say, like, a four is sadness or grief or connection to pain mm-hmm. can be used. Yeah. And and actually, uh, again, like, if we're not putting these things with labels, that, like, sadness is somehow not as good as happiness. Yeah. I, I, I can get on board with that, but depression seems to be a, a, a complicated word. It is really complicated because I cannot sit here and say that. I mean, like a huge aspect of being depressed, having depression, whatever we're talking about, is like a not wanting to exist. Yeah. And like yeah. that's a really dark part of it. And I. I feel that sometimes it there, is. There'd be something very icky in my spirit about, like, benefiting from you going to that dark place on my behalf yeah. to give me a poem or something. Yeah, it feels almost not worth it sometimes. I don't know. It's also, like, it sometimes is, like, inescapable. But like if you're also the type that is, in it's to, some, to a certain extent, enjoying or... In a, in a wholesome way, that's what some types I don't think can understand, that you're actually enjoying your sadness. Yeah, there is limits. There is, like, mm-hmm. moments where it's... And this is probably where... I don't I don't know where, like, the depression line comes in or if it's, like, a red flag or whatever, but, like, sometimes the pendulum swings too far. Yeah. And I know that. Like, I can... I've That's had that happen a few times in my life, and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I d- it's very hard to get out of. And I would not sit here and say that that's... It feels like there's nothing I could necessarily... Well, there's probably lots of things I could do. But that feels like an attack on the person. It doesn't feel like something where it's like, oh, the sadness. Mm-hmm. It's like a different level mm-hmm. that I don't think I can sit here and be like, yeah, it's justified. Right. It's right. not. Yeah. Like... Of course, healing can happen out of it, and good things can happen out of it, but, like, it's not okay that that happens. Yeah, I think I'd want to be, like, I feel like, especially as a youth pastor, like, to young fours listening, I'd want to be, like, don't, don't, you're playing with fire, like, careful, you know, like, you're, 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 uh, the fact that you're well acquainted with sadness and not as spooked by it as most people, as most people are, is beautiful, and that can be a superpower, but also, you know, be careful how far you let yourself go sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's It feels even hard to be saying that because it's like, how do you tell someone to be careful? Although, like, I, I mean, I recently, like, quite recently I've had a moment where I was like, I could have been more careful probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. This is a tough one. The big questions of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big emotions. Um, We're going to end with one final question. Yeah. Okay. So this is anonymous. This okay. person. And this person is an anonymous nine. And they said, as a nine, I run from sadness. As a four, you choose to lean into it, right? Is sadness a place you feel safe? A great question. Which, a great question to end on for fours. Well, yeah. And then I have one quick, la- another question, but... Yes, sadness is a place that I feel some safety in. Again, familiar. I, uh, familiar, 
also, like, it, it's hard to convince people that sadness isn't bad. Like, I don't know how to convince people because it's just been so prescribed that it is. But, like, sadness really has a place. And, like, sadness, it is a motivating emotion. Sadness is telling you something. Listen to it. Like, totally agree. there is a lot of probably unhealthy comfort for me in sadness. But there's also, I think, something really, like, wonderful that I can exist in sadness and be okay. Um, but, again, the pendulum can swing too far. But that, that's what I want people to understand about happiness, too. Like, yeah. how, how often does happiness go too far and now it's, like, out of control? And Well, yeah, because happiness can... If we're if we're I striving for just happiness or happiness is so pedestaled, I mean, that justifies a lot. Like that justifies a lot of actions. Like oh, I'm just trying to be happy. Yeah. Like you can get yourself doing a lot of unjust things because yeah. of that. Yeah. Um. So we need all of we need all of them. We need all of them. Um, and then this final question, which I think is a really interesting one and probably good to end on, is, and if you could be any other number, would you change it? Woo! Which... A great Enneagram question. I... A great ending question. Immediately, like, as soon as I read that question, was like, no. Mm -hmm. Like, I never mm -hmm. would want to be anything different. Mm -hmm. um, I... There is... This is who I am. Like, I can't imagine being anything outside of myself. And in my best moments, I love, like, I love this part of myself. I love that I am so good for out here trying to be myself. Like, that is something that I am proud of myself for doing. And wouldn't I can't imagine not putting myself out there the way I am. I wouldn't want to be... Of course, I'm working on having more emotional stability and agility, but I also, like, I love that I'm so emotional. I love that I can get into things so much, and I think it offers a lot. I think it's fun, and I love that I am striving so hard to be myself that I'll do creative things and try combinations that people wouldn't and, and can inspire people with that. Like, that is cool and nice and uh yeah I just it's I am not that like I'm not sad to be who I am like I may be sad sometimes but I'm not sad about who I am and I may feel like deficient sometimes but like overall at the end of the day like I am who I am and I I like uh I can't change it, and I, like, I'm learning to embrace it and love it. Here I am, Macy. <laughs> I think that's so good for people to hear. Any type. Yeah. She's describing any gram type. Um, I think I'll read The Emergence of Essence. Okay, I think we read this last time. Might as well, though. It's nice, right? Yeah, it Should is I nice. Not? No, I mean, why not? It's, I don't even we know need if we some did nice. for sure. Yeah. Um, this is from The Wisdom, everybody. But do you want to have some closing thoughts? And honestly, I think we'll we'll close with the uh, "Sleeping at Last" four song. Lots of oh, little nice, sweet wind down yeah, benedictions here. That's a good here. idea. That's a good idea. You know, um, I don't think I have other thoughts. I mean, I did not. I'm sorry that 
I put myself out there for is I feel like there's so much and You're there's so much more to me discover. No, that I didn't like I'm like I didn't say all that I could have said. <laughs> um You're inefficient. You're deficient. I know, and I'm I'm just a twenty four year old baby like three years into this, so I'm out here trying. That's my thoughts. <laughs> I'm I think I think you're a profoundly uh, poignant representation of fours out there. I hope you resonated with some things. Yeah, and I think you're more in touch with your number than most. Um, you're willing to be honest and brave. You share the cringy things, but honestly, this is a great mix of sharing the cringy things and also sharing the things you're proud about. I mean, the, the, the final that you ended on is very helpful. And yeah. Uh, out here doing it. You're out here doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was a, I think this was a good one. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, obviously to the point where it's like a classic, no small thing, uh, vibe, uh, we're just scratching the surface. We are just scratching. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, we've been talking for two hours and 23 oh minutes, God, and it's not episode. satisfying. I'm like, I want to go back, circle back to the initial thoughts about fours. I want to go back more on hard and on the social. I want to go in we the wings. We didn't even touch wings. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so fours. Uh, Macy is here for you. Mm-hmm. I'm in your corner, fours. Feel uh, free to reach out. Uh, we actually respond to emails as opposed to other <laughs> podcasts out there. Um, <laughs> this is called The Emergence of Essence from The Wisdom of the Ingram. This is for you fours. And after I read this, uh, a song from Sleeping at Last will come on just to give you a nice little blessing, affirming thoughts. Type four reveals to us the fundamental truth that our true self is not a thing with fixed attributes. It is an ever-transforming, ever-renewing process. The manifestations of our true nature are constantly arising and transforming into something else just as marvelous and unexpected like a magical kaleidoscope. Force spiritual work lies in not making the kaleidoscope self into a snapshot framed and hung on a wall. Thus, fours discover that who they really are is a flow of experience that is much more beautiful, rich, and satisfying than anything they could come up with in their imaginations. The experience of intimate contact with this flow opens us up to deeper contact with others and with more subtle aspects of spiritual reality. This contact always feels personal, precious, and of the moment. In a sense, force help us recognize the unity of the personal self and other more universal aspects of our true nature. Thus, the four special essential quality is the embodiment of the personal element of the divine. That which is eternal in us experiences the world through our personal experience. A fundamental aspect of our souls is impressionability, the ability to be touched and to grow from experience. When we are open and present, our hearts are affected and transformed by our experiences. Indeed, every time we allow ourselves to be truly touched by life, we are changed in profound ways. And ultimately, is not this the aim of all creative self-expression, to touch and transform the human heart? When fours abide in their true nature, they are one with the ceaseless creativity and transformation that are part of the dynamics of essence. At their core, fours represent creation, the constant outflowing of the manifest 
changing universe into eternal now is the most profound gift of force to be a symbol of this and to remind the other types that they too participate in this divine creativity.
hidden in you, maybe even 